This is Barkcast. You ain't nothing but a hound. On each episode of Barkcast, your questions will be answered by professional, senior trainer and owner of Canine Point Academy, Russell D. Russell. Hi Russell, how are you? It's been a long time since we've caught up. It's been a wee while, Christmas and New Year and all of that. Been busy at Canine Point Academy? It has indeed, thank you very much. We're on the, the, the slow end now as the, 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 the post-season lull, if you like. Excellent. So we've had a few emails come in over the Christmas and New Year period. Okay, um, some people have got dogs, but we'll, we'll put that to yeah, one side because okay. obviously you should never get a dog during Christmas. But one of the questions that has come in is about crates. Okay. And the question just says, and I think it's from Sarah. Sarah says, crates. Should I use it or should I not use it? Okay. Short and sweet. Simple to the point. First of all, before okay. you answer, what's a crate? Uh, for want of a better description, a reasonable-sized box that you can put your dog in and confine them. Think of a baby's cot with a, a roof over it so the child can't, like I did when I was a baby, climb out of it. That's basically a crate. And I will actually come back to that particular point about cots, not me, but anyway. There's two kind of schools of thought when it comes to crate training. Well, there's two schools of thought or two theories that you will find if you do your own research on it. On one end, you've got the crates are terrible they're horrible. They're the worst things you could ever do for your dog. You should never put them anywhere near it. It's, oh, it's outrageous. You would never do that to a child. And to anyone on that side of the argument, I would say, well, actually, that's not true. And you as a parent, Jay, would notice that we do use cots for children. We use pens and play areas for children. We strap them into chairs to stop them moving around. We do confine their movements. On the other end of the scale, you've got those that would say, the crate is the single most important tool you could have when training your dog. It's impossible to do without it. You have to have it. As with anything, of course, there is an element of truth on both sides. And as such, there's always the point for there's a middle ground. Are you saying you should have a crate from the get-go? Or is this something that you bring in? Or have I jumped in a bit too early here? Uh, no, it's a no, valid question. The, I'm assuming Sarah didn't mention whether she's got a puppy or an older dog. So... The, as a general rule, dogs do like sort of small, enclosed den spaces. Not all dogs, for sure, but a lot of dogs do, which is why you'll often see Rover under your chair, under your feet, or sort of backed into a corner of their bed or what have you. Some dogs, for sure, like the open spaces. Again, this will also dictate on whether what type of dog we're dealing with. I don't mean by breed, I mean personality-wise. Is your dog very sort of super confident, outgoing, not a care in the world, or are they more sort of reserved, submissive, and a little bit, I'll back away, ask questions later kind of dog. The latter being the more likely the ones that would want to sort of hunker down in a quiet corner somewhere. The benefits of using crates are largely about managing our time with our dog. I think a lot of the, some of the reasons they get a really bad name is they get overused. So we get a dog, it's all fun until it's not, puppy starts jumping or mouthing it gets put in the crate we've got to go to work it gets put in the crate we, i've got to go shopping it gets put in the crate so it's, it's almost it becomes a prison it, almost it, it basically or the, the dog was bad it gets put in the crate so the dog is in the crate constantly and that for sure is not good i want the crate if you're going to use it and i advocate the use of them not exclusively but i do think they're a good tool to use and if the dog is 
getting used to it and likes it, I would absolutely continue to use it. Not in and of itself, but as part of a, a large training program. Because they are useful. Because life does kind of go on. And the dog has to fit into our routine as much as anything else. We can't do it the other way around. So in terms of, you know, why would I want to use a crate? Largely, I'm just kind of trying to confine my dog, and particularly a puppy, as to where they can and cannot go. So if the dog is just free roaming around the house, they're going to pee in the wrong place. They're going to chew the wrong things. They're going to get into trouble, make mistakes, all of those things that, again, if you had a child, you would make sure they absolutely did not do. Jump in. I agree with you about the kids. And yeah, when I had my two, we did have play pens and we had... Uh, the cot that they can yeah, and all that, absolutely. Right? But the one thing that my kids had on was nappies and or, or diapers yeah, for yeah. our American listeners. Uh-huh. When a dog's in the crate, you did mention there about doing toilet. Yep. Are you not making so, it wee wee in its in no, its ab- own the house? The one thing you absolutely don't want to do is leave them in there and allow them to make mess. Dogs are generally clean animals and would not want to make a mess where they sleep. I think some of the listeners will disagree with you about them being that clean. Yeah, yeah, quite possibly. But in terms of making mess where they sleep, they generally would not want to do that. And house training, and I think we've done a podcast, we can go through the back catalogue on house training specifically, that's all a matter of routine and timing. And again, if we're dealing with a a younger dog, they're not going to go more than perhaps a couple of hours, certainly during the day, without needing to go. So if you're leaving the puppy in there for four or five, six hours, they're going to go. And that's not a routine you want to get into. So I would use a crate for short bursts. A, to confine my dog at a time when I don't have the time to be with my dog. And I appreciate from, a, from our listener's perspective, we've got work, we've got kids, we've got life. I don't have 24-7 to be around the dog. I, I've mentioned before, like for me with puppies in the house, they're on leash, they're attached to me. Where I go, they go. So I don't need to create them in those times because the dog is with me. It's, just, it's what I do. And it's how I sort of operate my life schedule if I've got young dogs in the house. I appreciate not everyone can do that. Having a crate can be useful. Having a larger pen area, like a playpen area, a small fenced off part of your house, is not necessarily say a better option, but it is a really good option. It gives the dog a little bit more space. So yes, if I'm going to be a little bit longer... There's a corner for them to go and make a mess. Another corner for uh, some water that I could actually leave down for them. You could even put their crate with the door left open or even off in the pen area. So if they want to go and sleep in their crate, they can. But they've got more space kind of if they want to. The obvious downside is what if puppy decides to climb and crawl out of said pen, as again, I did as a child. And many listeners have told me that their dogs have then outgrown the the crate, the, the, the pen, and just jumped over. And then you're back to square one. So it's all about putting yourself in a situation where you can manage the day-to-day with your dog, prevent them getting into trouble, prevent them from making a mess, chewing the wrong, or chewing any cables or any shoes or what have you, by trying to confine and restrict their movements. Yes, a crate can form part of that process. Wouldn't use it exclusively because ultimately they don't have a lot of I mean, they can turn around and stretch and all of that and get comfy, but at the same time, there's not a lot of movement in there. Okay, so I've got a couple of questions for you. Um, First of all, if you're going to use a crate, let's say I'm going to get a a dog, I'm going to pick a random dog out of the blue, a Springer Spaniel, just because I know they're going to jump over everything. (laughs) 
But I'm getting this little puppy Springer Spaniel. So what size crate should I get? Should I get it for A, the puppy, or B, the for dog. when it's a bit of a teenager, or C, the full size? So I generally advise clients to get the size of crate now that the dog is going to be when it's full grown. And I generally say that from an economics perspective because crates are expensive. If you buy one now for the puppy, it'll outgrow it in a, in a month or two. You buy another one, you've bought three or four crates by the time the dog's super old. Some of the crate brands now will sell you a large full-size crate with a dividing panel inside, which you can just shift further back as the dog grows. So you can have the full-size crate, put the dividing panel in so it's only got half the crate, and as obviously it gets bigger, you can move it back, which is useful, particularly if you're dealing with, if, I don't know, you've got a, a German Shepherd. All puppies start off super, super tiny. German Shepherds get very big. If you have the full-size crate now for a puppy, it might be big enough for them to think, hey, I could go to that end of the crate and pee and come back and sleep at this end. And again, that's not a, a situation I want to get into. So it is worth, I don't want to cram them so they can't move. They must have enough space to stand up, stretch, turn around, lie back down without bouncing off the walls or being cramped. But at the same time, I don't want a big palatial area with crates that they can maybe make a mess in. Now, you know me very well. I do. I think you know the next question. (laughs) What does palatial mean? Large. Thank you very much. Palace. Oh, there you go. I've learned something. I like like every day's a school day, right? Absolutely. (laughs) Um, My second question about crates um, was, should you get or do they covered or not covered or oh okay no good question there's generally two types that you can get one is a wire crate and the second one would be um like a standard airline travel crate which is more of a plastic box with air holes all the way around it i would advocate the second because they are more of an enclosed space with the the wire crates just think of a box made out of um chicken wire fencing or something there's visual access all over the place so there's constant visual distractions to the dog at all points so the other ones give you the benefit of a if they want to hunker down they can and secondly they do have the front door to look out of as well one of the other important reasons for considering crate trading is a little bit less about um, your lifestyle now but for us here in phuket it's a very transient place people travel a lot and it might not be every certain not at the minute but generally speaking people might be here for a year five years whatever and if you've suddenly gone out and got a dog what are your travel plans potentially in two three four five years and obviously i'd like to think you're going to take your dog with you when you travel they're going to have to go in a crate and we can come on to the whole can my dog be a service dog to go in flight another day they're going to have to be in a crate to travel so if they've already as a puppy been crate trained then when it comes to that day two to five years down the line, whatever it is, there's no problem getting them in the crate. And you're better off doing it that way than trying to do it when they're that much older. So I'm going back to the uh, the plastic yes. crate, which you feel mm-hmm. is, is the better option. Now, obviously, that's a, a box yep. with a door yep. and obviously have a lock on it. Yes. So would you put a, a duvet over the top or, or something over the top to make it dark or would you leave it so it's... I mean, I'm you, guessing they're perspex or are they not perspex? It's just plastic. So it's not—it's a coloured plastic, though, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you don't need to put something over the top to darken it off. Like you make can it a little bit, and I sometimes advise it. Um, it just depends on the individual dog at this point. Sometimes, if if dogs are freaking out, and it's less about the maybe the confinement, but just what's going on around them, 
it's not enough of a den, yeah, I can put a towel or a cover or a duvet or something or a sheet over it just to really make it more of an enclosed den. And certainly if you're using a wire crate, you would need that to provide that protection over and around it. What about inside? What kind of things would you put inside the crate? Um, this is more hit and miss. It's see what happens. Uh, a lot of people say you've got to put a nice comfy bed in there with the toys and all of that. You come back 20 minutes later, either you've missed your uh, your house training schedule and there's a mess, or this is perhaps more common, we've chewed the bed and fluff is everywhere and it's, it's devastation in there. So this will also depend on your individual dog. If you've got a bit of a digger and a chewer, I probably wouldn't put much in there at all other than a real sturdy toy that they can chew on. If your dog likes to just hunker down, yeah, I might put some bedding in there also and what have you. Also bear in mind your your climate situation. Again, here in the tropics, hot. So either I want the dog in an, maybe in an aircon room or having a fan on them. But again, I start putting bedding in the crate. That's quite hot for them to be lying on the whole time. They might prefer to lie on the plastic um, base because it's that much cooler. Equally, if you're somewhere very cold, you want the reverse. So just factor loads into it as well. It's an interesting one. I'm Yeah, because I would have thought, personally, I would have put their favorite bed in there because you want them to be comfortable and happy and it's their best place to be. And they yeah. want, But then you're saying that maybe that's not the right thing to do. And again, it just I'm not saying it's right or wrong. It's down to the individual dog as to what their preferences are. The thing with dog beds in general, there's plethora of dog beds available on the open market any number of dog beds different styles and all of this and they're wonderfully marketed it's the most comfortable thing for your dog and of course it pulls at the heartstrings i want the best most comfortable bed for my dog i go out and buy it and i bring it back to the house the dog gets on it sits on it and then gets off and lies on the tile floor because beds are hot but especially here in in hot climates they there's nowhere for that heat to escape to. On the cold tile floors, they can cool down. No, I agree with you. With the, with the dogs that I've that I've got, they they both don't lie on the on the bed at all. Yeah. Unless we're there at home and the aircon's on, that's the only time they'll ever go and lie yeah, on their so cushion. Correct. The rest of the time, they're lying on the tile floor. As you said, it is the coolest place. Obviously, not everyone lives in the tropics. Correct. So, on if you're living somewhere nice and cool, then obviously, yeah, I might want to put some something cozy and and, and plush and what have you. But either way. Even if it is cold and you put a bed in there, it doesn't mean the dog's not going to tear it up and rip it. So then if your dog's constantly tearing up beds, here's an idea. Stop putting beds in there. Yeah, I think so. So to summarize, just what are the key benefits for having a crate? Key benefit number one is at least you know where your puppy is at that time. And therefore, they are not going to get themselves into trouble and do the things that they shouldn't be doing. When you as an owner don't have that time to look after them, whether you're important phone call, popping out to the shops and what have you. I do think crates can be a valuable tool in any trainer's armory and I do advocate using them, but I don't think they are the only tool that you should use and I don't think they are suitable for all and every dog. Yeah, I think you've summarized that very well. Well, nice to have you back anyway, Russell. It's nice to be back. It feels, it feels like it's been a while. It has been a while and if you do have a question for Russell, please make sure you do email us in at info at caninepointacademy com. That's correct. Thank you very Excellent. much. Thanks, Russell. Cheers, mate. See, See you next week. Bye. Bye. If you're looking for professional training or somewhere to board your dog, either short or long term, then check out Canine Point Academy. That's caninepointacademy.com or go to Facebook and search Canine Point Academy.
If you are looking to start a podcast or would like to learn more about how a podcast can work alongside your current marketing plans, then contact us now at j at shark13productions.com.